Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Up to 90. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh my God, this is hilarious. I didn't actually, I was just about to ask why you were singing that song. I completely forgot, by the way, that it was my birthday Sunday. I woke up and Fred gave me an L card and I was like, what? And I just thought to myself, I am officially a mammy now. I forgot my own birthday. Up to 90, up to I think the first birthday after you have a baby is always a kind of fucking rude awakening, though. Yeah, I mean, it's you kind of realise nobody gives a shit. Do you know that kind of way? I yeah. Mom sent me way first. It was actually a collective gift between herself and dad, even though we all know the dads have minimal input here, to be fair. Um, but she sent me a singular scratch card. <sighs> A singular. Ooh. I mean, how was that even? I didn't even think they sold them as one. <laughs> that was the unit, Emma. That was the unit, a singular. So, yeah, no, you're right. I think once you have the baby, nobody cares. Like, you're just then just the purveyor of the baby. Oh, one single scratch card. I mean, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but scabby. Now, I was wondering, like, maybe is it a bit of a still Alice moment? I don't know. Like, surely she meant to throw a 50 in or at least a 20, you would think. But it's just, yeah, I was a little bit concerned. And also the greeting was quite clinical to Julie. And I think maybe one love, not even a lots of, just a love mom and dad. Okay, a little bit clinical. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, cards are a minefield at the best of times. I'm sure we'll all agree. Like, weird. I think, generally speaking, I yeah, obviously in recent years there are more Irish card companies. Thank God, because we really need. Like, that was a serious gap in the market. We really needed that. Yeah. Because honestly, these American cards saying things like, "Oh, you know, happy Christmas to my mother. You're my best friend." Um, you've always been there for me. Nobody gets me like you do. You are my heart. That just doesn't work with an Irish audience. No, we needed our gas cards. That's what we needed. Yeah, bit of crack, bit of crack. Like nobody, I I think an Irish Christmas card would be like, 
you are my mother and it is Christmas kind of you know like that's I just feel like we need something that's more a statement of fact rather than this kind of very floral yeah Julie type I suppose the cards like on the front of cards instead of like well wishings or greetings or whatever it should be just let's acknowledge what date it is today yeah and I think maybe just even in terms again coming back to Christmas specifically I feel like a greeting along the lines of look let's just get through it that would be much more I think in line with an Irish family Christmas it's just one day we can do this yeah and then we can all go and then and then we can all go back to our lives I remember when I used to work in this uh shop uh, everyone still call it Alex Kelly's because it used to be Alex Kelly's but it was called Kennedy's Stop and Shop and I can tell you something the mass cards were hot property and they were quite expensive as well to get a signed mass card that was like they were under lock and key I can tell you never mind the smokes or whatever else the mass cards <laughs> I'm not joking you. But the per- the best person at writing cards in my life, I hate to bring her up again, but it's Laura Breen. And oh, here we fucking I go. Know. When's the podcast with her starting? That's oh, all I need. Quietly hear this. A few years ago, she um, gave Ella a birthday card and, you know, happy birthday to Ella. And it said, it said in the card, like handwritten by her, not a joke. That and hopefully there'll be many more. And I was like, Laura, she's fucking out. How sinister. Oh my God. Like, I think I actually kept it because we were analysing that card for fucking weeks, trying to figure out what was she getting at. Did she know something that we didn't know? You know, like, I mean, that's definitely something so sinister to an age. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's so sick. What did you say? I hope there'll be many more. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like something you write on someone's 60th birthday card. Here, cheers to the next 60. You know what I mean? Not yeah, like, it, yeah, it was akin to her writing on that card. Um, Hopefully, here's to the next date. <laughs> You'll make it to 16. It's so odd. No, that's very sinister. And once again, I think the lesson we've learned there is we need to distance ourselves from Laura. I keep saying this to you, Emma. You're not listening. Come here. What else did you get up to on your birthday after you copped on? It was your birthday. Listen, after I copped, it was my birthday. So I I just noticed there's a box vibrating on the table, but it's just something from Smith's. Thank God. I didn't know what was going on there for a minute. Um. No, sure nothing. You know yourself, we went for a walk and, you know, that's a bit always a bit of an ordeal in this house because we're not quite okay with the buggy just yet. Watch the herning at the risk of you dropping the line right now. <laughs> the herning final was on him. A lot of people watched it. No judgment, please. Really wanted Waterford to win, but Limerick won, which is okay. We still like Limerick, but we would have liked Waterford to win. Watch that then. Like we were trying to negotiate, is it worth doing the whole like going for dinner thing, going for a bit of pub grub with Ted? And then we just said, you know what? We'll just go and get a takeaway. And it's so much easier. We got our telly sorted. Actually, that was a big thing for the birthday. We got our telly. Shout out to Travis, who sorted us out for the telly. Um, So we watched the Come Dime with me on. on, me, on the, um, 
omnibus which you haven't done for a while so that was a bit of crack yeah I'd forgotten you know what person I love because there's always one in a come dine with me uh grouping there's always the one you know say who has the dinner on the Wednesday so they're kind of a different person Monday Tuesday and then once their night is over we see the real then Thursday Friday oh I love those people absolutely love I them. just love it like they just get they're like you're after voting out they have no they seem to have no concept that this is being broadcast <laughs> so you know everyone will perceive that they are a fake bitch but suddenly come the Thursday it's all like oh no I actually don't eat meat on the bone and oh I'm, I'm sorry I think I'm gonna be sick and I'm allergic to cat hair like this kind of crack oh yeah and they and then they start all of a sudden they're like Oh, and did you make the pastry from scratch? And the fuck off. And the ultimate insult, the ultimate insult, they throw this one out, which I just think is such a classic. I mean, it was just dinner. (laughs) And you're like, you did lamb and spuds. They did chicken and spuds. There's not that much of a difference, love. Get a grip. She's like, I mean, it's just basically your Sunday dinner, isn't it, really? Sorry, Sarah, you weren't saying that at the 1920s themed party on the Wednesday. You weren't saying that, that it was just dinner. I have lost so many weekends to come dine with me and four in a bed. Oh, well, sorry, come dine with me. How can we bring it up and not reference yourself and Fred's illicit past? Oh, it's a sketch. <laughs> uh, oh, the sketch. Fred... I really felt for Fred that day. He was absolutely soaked. Let's have we told the listener about this? We must have at some point. We must have. But for anyone who doesn't know, I was in a sketch with Fred one time uh, back in the day, back in the day on Republic Italy. And the sketch was called Come Dine With Me, C-U-M. And it was starring Fred. And the premise of the whole sketch not, you know, the side story or whatever, like the main, the crooks, the plot, the whole shebang was riding on the fact that any time somebody spoke to Fred, he ejaculated. And it was projectile ejaculation and usually all over himself, often into his own face. I mean, it was so demeaning. Honestly, it was just when you sent me the link to that, I just it just made me feel so sad. So what they had on the day was they had um a water bottle. Now I don't want to say I can't remember the brand and I'm glad I don't because I don't want to implicate any brand in this. And it was a mixture of um what was it a mixture of? It was a mixture of like kind of washing up liquid. I don't know. I think they put a little bit I think they put a little bit of washing up liquid in, but I think it was mostly a combination of water and lotion. Because obviously they didn't want oh, it to be like cats. That would have implied that there was not only was he ejaculating at force up into his own face, but it was also foaming. So I think that would just would have been too much. But um that was that was the sketch, yeah, and he was absolutely Covered in fucking cum. Um, well, you know, the fake cum. I don't know if I did any other sketches with him. I can't remember. 
that's the one that sticks in my mind. Well, the one I, my favorite moment from that was when you're playing chess and <laughs> you fuck? say checkmate and then he ejaculates all over himself. And it was just so sad because then the camera cuts to, we sh- do you know what? We'll put it up. We should put it up on the Patreon for a bit, for just for the laugh. Yeah, do. Um, yeah. But then it cuts to him in the taxi. So obviously, you know, we're mimicking come time over here. And then he says, you know, he gives it a 10 gives the date which you attend and says I definitely come again and I just feel that was maybe when we knew Republic of Teddy was done well in fairness to like at that point the idea is nobody had any ideas of course I mean Fred's gonna do anything that was the same I presume was it Republic of Teddy that he had to he had to um slam pies into people's faces and he gave Jennifer McGuire a whiplash (laughs) He just he just gets so into it. Do you know like and that's what I love about Fred it, Fred, it's his joy de vive. You know, we've got this idea, Fred, so you're gonna ejaculate all over your own face. Grand. We've got this idea, so you're gonna get a pie, you're just gonna slam it right into Jennifer McGuire's face. Grand you know, he's just he just brings the joy to Vive. He's like, no problem. Oh my god. Anyway, poor old Jennifer was okay. We do love Jennifer, thank God. Jesus, thank no God. Whip, no whiplash no whiplash suit pending, but look, Jesus, it's only been twelve years. They can come back after you any time. She's probably fucking pregnant at the time as well. I don't know. You know what? She might have been. I don't know. I don't know if she would have been pregnant, but there was some solicitor floating around RT that day and he actually gave Fred his card and he said, look, I'm not saying something more will come of this, but just in case, <laughs> call me. That was that was in Celtic, you know, tiger boom times when it was all like these ambulance chasers just loitering about RTE for one prank on Republic of Teddy that goes wrong. Sniffing around. Jesus, and sure, look, we can laugh all we want, but we'd all, we'd only be fucking delighted with a Republic of Telly now. If oh all of us God, were like, delighted. if all of us were included, like, if it was like another section of the comedy scene would be fucking raging. But if we were all included and we were getting a few quid out of it and getting our mugs on the telly, we'd be fucking delighted. If it was, if it was vintage Republic of Telly, yeah. <laughs> For sure. But no, so Travis came, he sorted the telly so we could watch the come down with me, which is great. Travis was a gas man, he came to the house and um like I do you know what I love? I just love a chatter. I love somebody comes in and you get the whole story. So we was after coming from the vets with the dog and we were asking, Was the dog okay? And he was telling us about the dogs and how he brought them home from America and him living in America. And then Fred was like, Oh my god, did you live in America? So we talked about that for a while. Then we were talking about the TV, what he was doing in college. And then we even got his birth weight, two and a half pounds, in case we were wondering. I just love that. You know, when you really get such a level of detail with the person, like he was here for about two hours. Mm-hmm. And then just as he was leaving, I was like, listen, thanks so much for starting the telly. Um, that's great. And then he, I don't know how it came up in conversation. Oh, Fred said, I'm, oh, we'll see you for a pint, hopefully, at some <laughs> stage in the next few weeks. Now, the penny hasn't dropped with Fred that all three of our locals are closed but he's just presuming this is a big hoax and they're going to open so your man said oh yeah or you should call down to us because I actually brew my own beer so speaking of come time with me this is when Fred ejaculated for real all over his own face 
I'm sorry, so, but like, do you know what? Like, uh, this uh, not a joke. This is completely true. Do you know what movie I watched this weekend? The Cable Guy. And this oh, is what a classic! But this is all sounding very familiar. These are oh, like making what? best Such friends with the guy who fixed your telly. Bert. Oh no! Like he's—I mean, he is one of us now. Too. I mean, Fred invited him to Kells. I was like, "You can come meet the parents." But this guy—he was a brother from another mother. Because I made a joke then to Travis saying, "Oh, you can actually meet your birth parents when you go to Kells," because he was essentially just a derivative of my beloved Freddie. So just ginger hair, kind of a tall guy, you know, friendly. I was like, "Tick, tick, tick." Um, so, but anyway, so then he was telling us about how he brewed his own beer. So by the time this conversation took place as he was in the porch. So by the time he got to the outside of the porch, Fred had convinced him that they shall go in on this together and they're going to call it how, now I will say this is a little bit narcissistic, Fred, but we'll leave you off. Mm -hmm. Tis the spirit. They're going to call it, wait for it, Fred Cook Beer. I was like, how did that happen? This man is doing all the work and you've now decided you're going to call it Fred Cook Beer. No. So that's the next move. That's what's going to get us the mortgage. I'm just going to tell the broker, good news. The employment is current and he's brewing his own beer. That's what's happening here. Well, it's a, it's a very uh, stable industry. That is true. It's fairly foolproof. But anyway, thank you, Travis, for sorting us out in life and future business ventures. Well, at least you got the tally sorted. Cable Guy, what a good one. You're so good for watching the retro films. Uh, we watched Cable Guy and then we watched another one. Oh, I, can't, I'll, I must find out the name. It was actually very good. Um, but I look, I need the name but before I even possibly delve into that one. Um, come here, I was actually going to ask you, uh, what did you make of all that Claire Balding stuff? Did you see that? Now, so I kind of, I, I was kind of out in the cold about this. So Claire has quit Instagram. So I yeah. clicked into her Instagram stories and she was saying about how she was leaving Instagram. I was like, oh my God, what's that about? Yeah. And then she was saying that she's had to leave Instagram. And again, so I don't have like the backstory to this, but she was saying she's had to leave Instagram because people were essentially like threatening her. And, you know, saying like really awful things. And that somebody in one of her stories now, she was saying that somebody actually put up a picture on some one of these board forums, a picture of her gaff of like her house, her garden. And was like, this is where she lives. So essentially, she said in the stories, I'm sure most people are probably familiar with it that listen to the podcast. But um, she said that she's had to quit the socials. Yeah, and then it it's been shared on. So basically, she said she was sent an, uh, a screenshot from an anonymous person, and it was from a Facebook uh, group who were chatting about like. There's a. I, I have to say, I've never been in any of these like um, Facebook groups. It's probably just because I kind of came to social media a bit later, and I probably like missed the boat. But I haven't been in. I haven't ever been in one, but the, it's just like different groups where people say, oh, did anyone see this, like, the fucking state of her or, you know, good stuff, bad stuff, whatever. But people were talking about not liking her and then someone's like, oh, I'd love to fucking know where she lives. And someone else, oh, I know where she lives. Here's her fucking house. Because they were like, oh, I'd love to fucking 
I don't know, whatever the expression was, I'm paraphrasing, like reefer out of it or whatever. And then there's been articles now. So the Mirror did a story on it and it was up on other websites. And people in the comments were saying, one of the things that kept coming up was people were like, oh, like, I'm not saying like people should be threatening your family's lives or whatever, but she had the fucking cheek to call, like call out a well-known Irish presenter for being a cokehead and thinks she can get away with it. She went on her stories, right, and said she fucking hates the toy show. She was mad busy in work. She's like, I couldn't. The last thing I'd want, I want to do now is go home and fucking the matching jammies and watch the toy show. Like, you can shove up your hall. And she said, and Ryan coked out, <laughs> coked off his face talking about toys. And then she started laughing and then she goes, okay, I retract that comment. But it was pure joke. Like, as we said before, of course, the yeah. old gag, the old gag about Coke in Orthe. But how many people, I mean, how many people make that show? I mean, I actually think they were even half, I mean, really, Orthe themselves were half in on it with the bloody shaking back. You know, like, come know. on. They know, the, they know the jokes are going to be made. It's the old, like, I wouldn't say it's hack, but, like, every year people wheel out that joke about the toy show. Of course. But it's always a joke about... Without exception. I mean... It's always a joke about RTE. And she did clearly, like, signpost it as a joke. She was being, like, super animated about, like, a toy show can shove it up its hole now. Uh, Like, as if Ryan's going to be on the... The late late toy show coked off his fucking head. <laughs> Do you know why it's so funny? Is because if there's anyone who's not on coke, if there's one person who's not on coke in there, it's Ryan. But it was like, like Ryan's it was just weird. always banging on about the latest book he read and saying things like, "Oh, you know, went home, cooked an apple pie. If I've got one tip for an apple pie, it's keep the cinnamon to a minimum." <laughs> yeah, like, and then he kind of goes like, he'll go on a little bit. Of, he'll have a bit of a jolly on the radio show but it's literally the polar opposite of anyone on coke because he's just doing this like kind of nice jazz kind of slow beat keep the cinnamon to a minimum yeah yeah well nobody i know sorry nobody i know nobody i know that does coke cares about jfk and i don't know what the correlation is yeah and they're not like no, they did. They could. I mean, I'll tell you, Ryan's drug is the Kennedys. There, yeah. I've said it. Like, that is his drug. It's the yeah. Kennedys. But it was like, I think, you know, I know there's loads of people that will say, oh, Ryan, nobody can't. Put, but I think the majority of people really like, like Ryan, but it particularly like him on the toy show. It was pure fucking gag. He's great on the toy, of course, yeah. yeah. So he's just, I don't know, like, and I don't mean this in a patronizing way at all. I just think he's fucking adorable on it. But when I know, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that, Later on that evening, she went home and she was like, watch the toy show with the kids. And she's like, oh, we got here. But I think everyone's in that situation. You know, it's the same as like when it's your your best mate's birthday and you're like, oh, I need this like a fucking pain in the hole. It's just the whole thing of like getting ready and ha- like when you really just want to go to bed and then you go to it. And of course, you have a great time and you're not going to miss your best mate's birthday but it's just you know you know we've all been there at the end of a week when you're just like I just want to go to bed I have to go to this thing now blah 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 
But I just thought it was so weird the way people were like, yeah, well, she had the cheek to like fucking um, accuse him of being a cokehead and not even apologize, think she can get away with murder. I'm like, are people... I'm sorry, was that, was that what... But like, was that the catalyst in all this? That people... I, like, no, I, I just don't understand where this is coming from. I think the people that weren't a fan of her... um. We're like saying this. Oh, well, the real we the real reason was, but it was lots of people commenting like, "I don't watch her." Like, so say they were sent like a ten minute thing from their friend, completely out of context, and she's she's there going, "Fucking coked off his head." And they're like, "Jesus, that's awful." But like, he could clearly see she's being like comical, tone in cheek. That's a yeah, joke. Like, it's a gag. Well, I mean, I think it goes out saying, well, like, I mean, it goes out saying there's not much to discuss here in the sense that, like, it's it's so messed up that people on these forums are so toxic and so negative. And we've all been victims of trolling. And it does defy all belief. Like, you think to yourself, like, I kind of live in this world where I think most people are nice and most people are good. But then you encounter these people that are totally happy to rip others to part, whether it's, it's, I mean, it is probably fueled by jealousy. You know, this thing of, oh, wanting to tear people down. I just, it, it's so incomprehensible that somebody would actually do that and, you know, go to bed that night, you know, write something really toxic and awful, make a comment about physically harming someone because they just don't like their social media persona. I know. And then go to bed thinking, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a day as well. You know, that's a day as well done. You know, don't feel any need to apologize or take that down. Jeez, I'm after going a bit over the top there. And then there's all these other people stirring the pot. Like, I do want to believe most people are nice, but then I just can't for the life of me marry that with the mentality of someone who's going to go. To, like, imagine the energy you're spending on hating someone you don't even know. What's that about? And I, do you know, it's crazy because like. It's bizarre she's like a pretty like a normal average woman in her 30s married with two kids uh setting up a business like yeah I think she she called out some people over their COVID behavior like breaking rules but like you know they were breaking rules I like people like oh well she fucking gives it out it's not like she's I could, like, not that I could understand it, but, like, you'd get it more if it was somebody going around saying, I don't know, like, mad stuff about religion or, do you know what I mean? Like, really, oh, no, we, uh, the kids are homeschooled, but we don't own any books. We think they can learn everything they need to from grass. You could understand why people might be like, what is it with you and the drugs tonight? It's just all drug references. I meant grass, green grass growing in your background. They're like, we don't have anything, but we've got a book on JFK and we've got some grass out back and look, they'll be, they'll be fine. But you know what I mean? If it was somebody that was uh, promoting a well, really she's just, alternative she's not lifestyle. That, yeah. like, she's, not, she's not a controversial figure. I yeah. think we'll all but agree. Like, you like, know what I mean? Like couple, she's a couple with two kids, but the couple earned their money from their OnlyFans account or something. You yeah, know I mean, mean like really, as controversy, you can yeah. understand why people like why that might get people's fucking 
grill up or whatever. Like, as far as I can see, yeah, she gives opinions on things, but like, so fucking what? Like, there's nothing crazy there. Do I agree with everything? But like, what's, are we at the But you see, this is when it comes back to like, it's just, it's so weird. And it does really worry me. Like, people do unfollow and follow very willy-nilly like people are very fickle and obviously that is totally their prerogative don't get me wrong but like the speed at which people can turn with you nowadays online is actually terrifying like there's no room to maneuver like there's no room for somebody to say you know what I didn't like when Claire joked that Ryan was cokehead but like you know whatever like I'm not yeah. gonna turn you know I'm not gonna turn on her and go straight to whatever forum it might be and say look I know where she lives like what the fuck it's so weird do you think it was Ryan do you think it was Ryan though and people are saying I wonder what people in North G have to say about this it's say she's what what the fuck are you talking about no, I do think because there was a picture posted of her back garden, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to add fuel to the fire, but I did hear rumor that the caption to that picture was actually, it was asked not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. So I just feel that's a JFK quote right there. We all know yeah. where this is pointing. If, if you zoom in on the picture, of oh back no, garden, Ryan's on the trampoline. Well, actually, I did hear, again, another rumour, and look, I don't want to be sued here, but I did hear that there was actually a glimpse of Ryan in the rear few mirrors. So it's just like it's kind of taken. So it's like looking back. But if you look carefully just in the corner there, you can see Ryan, just his lovely his lovely high forehead. It's just it's so And odd. he's sweating. It's a sweaty forehead because he's like, look. <laughs> But, like, obviously there's loads of people online <gasps> that aren't your cup of tea. You just move on with your life. It's just, it's so weird. I don't know whether people kind of get uh, mixed up with, like, what's reality and well, what's it's not. Definitely, and it's definitely a soap character. You know, the way, like, people would be out, like, fucking, like, in other way, you'd hear about people in soaps back in the day and people be fucking booing them or, like, Elwyn's been hurling abuse at them going, like, Trevor Des Barnes and Coronation Street. He used to say, like, people would, like, fucking Elwyn's would come up to him in Marks and Spencer's and say, oh, oh yeah, you're treating oh, yeah. Like how do they do it? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it is, I guess it is, yeah. People think that they're, like, they're characters like they're not actually real fucking people it's real- yeah and there were there were a few people now I can't think there was there was somebody in EastEnders and she do you remember she actually had to leave who wasn't again but her kids were getting abused in the street and everything over it as well I mean there is obviously this is whatever whatever the fuck is going on psychologically with these and those people the same thing is happening here and the crazy thing is they're actually for all their talk about I hate her I can't stand her blah 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 like bizarrely what they're really saying is I am so invested in this person I am so invested in this person that I'm going to take the time out away from my friends and family and I need to talk about this person like they're so invested in them yeah, it's just, it's, and don't get me I wrong, mean, but like, I, we, I, we I all love looking at a bit of fucking gossip from, you know, who, like, whether it's, like, your fucking big, huge stars or whether it's, like, 
somebody who had a radio show on RTE like fucking eight years ago. We all like to get a little bit of juicy goss. But I'm hardly going to go into forums and start chatting to strangers about how much I fucking hate them while my family's there having a fucking conversation. Like, it's just... Well, it kind of feeds into, like, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, Claire, like, seriously, it's just insane, the whole thing. And I totally get why she's leaving Instagram. And I presume she's leaving the rest of the socials as well. I mean, totally get that. I mean, it does kind of feed into that other story I'm sure you saw this week about Jessie from Little Mix leaving the band. And she did come out and say... And I think like so many of us just feel such a grow for this girl. Like you just, you feel kind of almost like a bit protective over her because ever since that documentary, mm-hmm. Odd One Out, where she talks about her experience with trolling and essentially being labeled, like from such a young age, being labeled like, quote unquote, the ugly one, the I fat know. one. I mean, all these horrific labels to place on like not that this even matters but a stunning looking young woman and she talked about this week like I mean who knows you know what her reasons were but she's obviously been on the break and she has said like this being in this band has taken a serious toll on my mental health and even when she won the award for the documentary I just thought like it was really hard to watch her acceptance speech without feet without actually shedding a tear because she was just so vulnerable and fragile and she was just this beautiful girl and talking about how it was so lovely to meet like what I loved about that documentary was she didn't make it all about her she was meeting other people which she would have been healthy within her rights to do that but she was meeting other people who have also been trolled and had these horrendous experiences online and it's it's fine to say oh well you know people have this cyber persona but the really terrifying thing is that is a part of them you know, this thing yeah. of, oh, you wouldn't say it to my face. Of course they wouldn't. But that's actually beside the point because this is actually part of their psyche. It's awful, isn't it? Because when you think about her, like, at the height of the abuse that she was getting, it was when she was, like... A teenager. A teenager. A kid, yeah. And I know we were talking about it before, but I only listened to her on a podcast recently, like, all the shit that Charlotte Church had to go through when she was growing up. So obviously, like, there's still plenty of that in the papers once people are, you know, of legal age. But I think, the, and you know, they're more, they don't do as much of that, like, really sexist, horrible stuff as they used to in papers. It's still there. But I think the only difference now is that it's moved online where there's no... um there's no like accountability or like I still think it's crazy how people can go on any like platforms or whatever and just be completely anonymous like I really don't think people should be able to set up anonymous Twitter accounts you know and I think like I think there should be a level of accountability yeah if you're going to be anonymous to say the other people that you're interacting with which is fine in certain like I'm sure it still goes on in certain like forums or pages or whatever the back end need to know who you are though do you know what I mean like they if you're going to sign up for that and create a login there needs to be some sort of like ID there and so like if people actually knew then that 
their, you know, their identity was traceable. Traceable, I think. Yeah, it's just because you know everyone but, 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 like, looks back, and you know, <laughs> I'm just thinking of Shane Shane Burns' video, "Water Off Ducks Back." But you know what I mean? Like, we can all say that shit, but like, um, not everyone is going to be able to take the shit that's thrown at them and whatever. And well, I mean, no. it's it's you know, everyone has you know. Obviously, there are certain personality types that are more robust than others. So, I mean, you know, for example, I mean, I have no emotional bumper whatsoever. Like, I am totally pervious to criticism. Like, I, every critical comment, even though at the back of my mind, you know, you get the, the, you know, you'd still get the odd trolls um, kind of throwing stuff at you. And, you know, it is, it comes, uh, Shane's, Shane's video, Water Off Ducks Back, like mm. it is a bit of that with Shannon. But ultimately, even though, you know, look, this person, it's not about you. Like if they're taking time out to message you something horrible, it's about them. Yeah. But I still personalize it and take it on board. But I guess it comes back to, you know, I think your experience as a young person is so formative of how you view yourself for the rest of your life. Oh, I mean, it really yeah. is. So something, so for example, now, Jessie, the fact that she had to endure that abuse and even when she, you know, when she talked about how she wouldn't want to do shows because she didn't want people looking at her and she'd wake up first thing in the morning and check the social media for the negative comments. Like, I know I still would feel when I get a request on Instagram. So it's somebody that, you know, I wouldn't know messaging me. I always feel like, a little bit sick or nervous because I think is this going to be somebody saying something horrible to me because I just get so affected by it I know I shouldn't but I think it does come back to say when you're young you know those formative years even when we were talking about the Debs Emma and you know yeah. this thing of I know we were laughing about it but you know your man asked me to the Debs and then he brought you know the uh, the other girl to the Debs and say no you know I was only messing when I asked you to the Debs like all of that actually really feeds into your self-image. It's very hard to shake that. So then 20 years later, when somebody says, oh, would you not go off and brush your hair? Or, you know, my Irish 36-year-old <laughs> videos, somebody said the last week on TikTok. Because I didn't even realize. TikTok. Oh, of course. But I, I actually said this to Des on his podcast. I was laughing because I didn't actually know comments were a thing. So I just discovered, like, unearthed this treasure trove of yeah, trolley yeah. comments. But I did actually laugh at some of them. But the, this one fella was like, only 36? Question mark. And I just wrote underneath, I've had a very hard life. But Des did actually come back to say that, he, you know, his girlfriend is much younger than him. Yeah. And he said that he was dancing with um, his missus in a video and somebody said to Hannah, his girlfriend, oh, your dad's really hot. <sighs> and, he, and I pissed myself and he's like, oh, like, I mean, I'm focusing on the positive there. Like they're saying I'm I'm a hot dad. <laughs> I'm delighted with that. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, it's, I guess it's, it depends where you are emotionally in your life. I, th- I personally think a lot of it, kind of comes back to those formative years I think that's when your self-image is formed it's very hard to shake those beliefs that are just ingrained in your soul when you were a teenager and all those juniors or disco rejections (laughs) all the way up to the college years oh I think I think you come at that criticism and that trolling differently when you've had that as well yeah It, it it affects different people 
Wow, really profound. Um, It affects different people differently, but you always notice with Jessie in Little Mix, she did, um, she defo had like a different vibe to the other girls. Like you could tell that they were all mates and they all got on, but she just seemed like um, less carefree than some of the other members. Like she seemed older. You know, like more yeah. or whatever. She was, you could, da- sometimes you, I used to like see her on TV or something and you could nearly see her fucking brain ticking as she was sitting there answering the question. Like. Well, she was definitely, she was definitely more introspective. And I guess, uh, you know, thinking back to X Factor and poor old Talisa, oh my God, sure. Do you remember those days when, t- like, the, hello? I mean, it seems like a million years ago that Talisa was their feckin' mentor. I mean, that, I mean, I suppose it was nine years ago now, but, you know, back then, because even during that X Factor show, I think we all became aware as the show was progressing of her in particular getting a lot of abuse online. So it's really hard to say. You're 100% right. You would be watching her and you could nearly see that her brain is taken away and that she, you can see that she's really thinking, that she's very introspective. And as you say, not necessarily as kind of is carefree the word or, you know, kind of laissez-faire yeah. as the other girls. But it's very hard to say which came first, the chicken or the egg. Like, you know, was she like that previous to the show? Or, you know, was all yeah. of this kind of maybe expedited by the fact that the minute she was in the public eye, it seemed like she was getting abused. And do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very hard to say whether or not that was her person, that that could very well have been her personality from the start. Or was she kind of in that space from the beginning because that's what she was enduring from the beginning? And do you know what's the awful thing about all of this? And and that none of us really want to say, but we all know it's the truth. And apart from the fellow saying to you, only 36 or only 37, the thing is, is the majority of the time it's women trying to tear other women apart. Of course it is. All that Claire Balding shit is other women. But you know for a fact, there isn't one male in there, not one. It's fucking. Yeah. It is. That's what actually just makes me fucking cringe about even the like not as extreme as like you know sharing a picture of someone's gap and saying oh this is where she fucking lives like that's fucking extreme like that's you know that's getting into the extreme end of things, but like even people going into groups and and like commenting on someone's appearance or Jesus she's looking rough this last while like you know her fucking her hashtag brand mustn't be fucking working ha 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 I'm just like what the fuck like oh but it is I mean it's 100% fueled by women online and type that and click send and there we are that's up there now like I would say like okay any of these people that like you know have a username you know fucking Becky Sunshine or whatever I was trying to think of an anonymous username but like it's all grand they're typing away but I'd say if somebody actually printed out all their comments and sat them down and read them out to them they'd be fucking disgusted with themselves and like you know we're all capable of being bitchy little fucks 
But like to actually hear back, for someone to actually read the shit that you've said, that you've typed out about people you don't fucking know and you don't have to have them in your life. It's fucking weird. Well, it, I mean, it is bizarre. I, I guess I probably don't get it because I've never really, I don't know, I've never really been that invested in someone famous. Do you want to use that word? Uh-huh. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like somebody well-known. I've never really been hugely invested no, in somebody in that way. So, you know, for example... Yeah, you know, when we were younger, like this really puts an age on us. But I think we have talked before about the owl autograph books. Mm. You know, I personally was never somebody, you know, you might see, I remember seeing Gabrielle in the airport once I was on a school trip and just the other people in my class losing their fucking mind because Gabrielle was in the airport. Yeah. And they were all there like, can you sign this? Can you sign that? I just, I had no interest in that. I, you know, it's. I don't know. I really don't know what it's all about. Like, of course, such a cliche, but like, obviously it's them expressing a dissatisfaction with their own lives. Like something's going on with them that they feel the need to do that. But like, it's so sad that you look at Claire Balding having to leave the socials. Like Jessie, uh, you know, from Little Mix, I just hope she's okay. I mean, the poor yeah. thing, like God knows. I mean, this like nine years of abuse is a long time. Well, you you get the impression if she or you would hope that if she's kind of been able to decide that she's leaving, she's released uh, a statement. There hasn't been like a big build up to this or people going, what the fuck in this story with her? What's going on or whatever? Or like there's been big, huge stories. It's obviously a decision that she's made. Um without it getting to the point of it being like crisis situation like maybe it is crisis situation but you know what I mean it's not like other people are forcing her to make this decision or you know what I mean it seems like it seems to be coming from her which is like a proactive choice yeah well I mean I I think it is it is it is a positive when you say you know, when you find words to say, look, this actually isn't making me happy anymore, whether it's work, whether it's a relationship, whatever it might be. But I think, you know, anyone now even seeing her when she won that national TV award, I mean, the documentary itself, like I could almost cry just thinking about it. I think we did talk about it before and just how emotional it was to watch that and just watch all that she has had to experience. But just seeing her accept that award, she was just so fragile. Like she was like yeah. a little broken bird that mm-hmm. I think I I personally, when I heard that she was leaving the band, obviously your first wish is that she's okay. But I actually thought, okay, maybe this could be a good thing because if it's not making her happy, yeah. she's putting her happiness first and saying, look, this is not good for me. So I'm just going to re- remove myself from this situation. As you know, we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network and there are loads of deadly podcasts on that network for you guys to tune into. And this is one that we think you might like if you want to check it out this week. Hello, Joe Rooney here. Back in 2015, I recorded my first pod Rooney. And since then, I've been chatting to people that I meet throughout my travels here and there all over the world including Sean Locke, Mary Coughlin, Frank Kelly, Joanne McAnally, Owen Colgan, Shazia Mertza, Aidan Gillen and Kautja Reardon, but loads of people you'd never heard of who have very interesting tales to tell, 
including the sadly no longer with us Boston-based comedian Barry Crimmins, who led a crusade against images of child abuse on the internet, Tracy Carroll, whose daughter Willow has the highest grade of cerebral palsy, Drada Homeless Aid, Christine Volset, a Norwegian singer-documentary maker who ended up hanging out with the young lads in inner city Dublin and riding bareback on a horse through the city streets. All these very interesting tales to tell, and all you have to do is skip the first six minutes of me talking rubbish. That's Potteroni. Yeah, do you know, the other thing that gets me about the Clare Balding one is like, these are Irish people giving it socks about an Irish person. Like, this country is so small. If you really but I never like, understand that with trolls. Like I found on more than one occasion, somebody has sent me an awful comment. And I think as well, you see, this just shows how fucked up people are because I know I have a very marmite personality. Like I, I totally get why I annoy like a certain cohort. Like absolutely get that, like 100%. But like people send you an awful comment and you're like, wow, you go to their page and you have someone that follows them that you know. It's you know, invariably, invariably you do, but you're so exactly that, Emma. You're so in, we're so interconnected that you actually can't be a troll here because, you know, somebody knows your cousin, you know, you've been at a hen party with their sister. Like it just, it's, it's not like there's no seven degrees of separation here. No, it's just, it's just not a good look. I mean, if you really need to troll, I mean, I don't suggest it, like maybe troll like, you know, Uncle Ben or something, you know, like you start grinding, start getting all worked up about him. A fictional character. Uncle Ben. Um, you really need yeah, to get, was, get you know what, what was Uncle Ben's story? I do want to go yeah. check that out. I feel, I feel Uncle Ben has got some secrets sure. that he's been trying to hide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to dig up some dirt. The next person I'm going to take down is Uncle Ben. You heard it here first. And come here, we're going to um, Kilkenny this weekend. Kilkenny. Oh, my God. How I'm excited revved. are you, Emma? I'm revved. And you know the great thing about it as well, apart from it just being a great thing, is that I'm actually off Thursday and Friday as well. So I can get all my bits done because I like if I'm going to leave the house for like 24 hours. I like, you know, I'm like pure Elwin, like who, who, who fucking is cleaning the ceilings before she goes on her, her, her trip to San, like Spain or whatever. Now, it won't be that bad, but I still have a good bit of, um, I still have a good bit of Christmas stuff to do. So, oh, well, listen, I've, I've a lot of bits to do now. You see, I'm, I think like a lot of people, sure, you might be doing it as well, but for mom and dad now, so I'm getting the bits for Ted and stuff and the bits for Fred and different things on their behalf because I just don't want them to go yeah. near shops unless they have to. Yeah. So I went to Smith's today. I mean, poor mom, I don't know what to get mom. Like she's in danger of getting one of those really awful kitchen plaques at this point. You know, the ones that yeah. say things like, no good story started with salad and Alexa do the dishes. Like, the, you know, this kind of thing. <laughs> Only boring people have clean houses. Like, honestly, I think that could happen at this stage. Oh, well, do you know what I did there the other day? I ordered some stuff from uh, Nearly Sisters. You know, uh, Keith Walsh's wife has a business with her sister-in-law. 
and they set it up recently. And there's oh, no funny name. I love that yeah. name. That's funny. So I tried to like, you know, like uh, get Irish stuff where I could because obviously like, you know, uh, gadgets and stuff. I can't really help you out on that front. But I was like, oh, I had a look at the website and there was stuff there. And I was like, oh, yeah, perfect. So ordered it all, blah, blah, done, done. Totally forgot about it, obviously. And then I get this phone call from a mobile number I don't know. But you know yourself, like, with the comedy, like, you'll always be getting numbers from people, like, numbers yeah. you don't know. So I'll answer it anyway. Because obviously normal people would not answer numbers that they don't know, probably. No, but we're like, this might be 20 quid. Hang <laughs> on. 20 quid. I'm answering it. So I picked up the phone. And I don't know who I was expecting to be or whatever, but it was one of the nearly sisters ringing me and she just wanted to ask me about the order if I wanted things wrapped, certain things wrapped up together or separately. But when she said, oh, um, about your order from the nearly sisters, I thought it was some fucking religious order ringing me. And all I heard was order. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why are these nuns ringing my mobile? So I was like, yes, exactly that, Julie. Straight off, I was like, say what? <laughs> How'd you get me number? Fuck off. Hi, sorry, I'm just ringing you about your scented candle. Just about your order, but you see what I mean? Because she said your order from Nearly Sisters. Yeah, and they're like, you contacted us, you mad bitch. <laughs> I know. You're like, fuck you. You gave us your Nigel, what? <laughs> Hi, sorry. Yeah, so Emma. <laughs> so embarrassing. But mm. I'm just on the website now. It looks fab. Yeah, it's oh, nice. I might get I might get something for Mom on here. Actually, this is, exactly. I'm liking this pre curated bundle. Yeah, that's now that's what I'm after. Just a bit of pre curation, guys. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and it's nice stuff, and it's like you know they're based in Ireland and not like so. It's it's win win. Oh yeah, no, I like the look of that now. That is really really nice. Oh, and I, I love just, that. And then after I calmed down and I had a civilized conversation with her I was like oh isn't that nice that she just picks up the phone and just makes sure to see what way would you like them packaged up I mean yeah I would say good like a positive there now for sure definitely didn't deserve the abuse that they were forced to ensure definitely didn't fucking deserve the abuse well listen I do you know what I just realized what we should have done we should have said to our lovely listener if they knew of any Irish businesses to give them a little plug before Christmas but look next year guys we'll do it next year uh it would that would have been a nice thing to do wouldn't it well I think now oh yeah well it won't be out but like I think as far as I know the cutoff date in Ireland to get stuff delivered, you know, definitely for Christmas is the 17th of December. Now, I ordered stuff this week from two Irish brands. So I actually ordered something from So Fully Ashling. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that arrived um, straight away. And then I ordered something from, I think it's Put Your Feet Up. 
and that or that okay oh so fleet ashling yeah and then i ordered something from put your feet up which is now it's not like a blogger or anything it's just like a pure shop put your put your feet Jesus, Emma. Get put your feet up, I'd imagine, is it? Yes, put your feet up. I don't know. I just saw it somewhere. Maybe actually saw it on Twitter and I had a look on that and it had the few bits because Ella actually said to me that she wanted some uh, candles and stuff and shit. So I went on there as well to see what they had and that came straight away. So, um, but I still have, anyway, I'm still going to do stuff on Thursday and Friday. I still, I still bits. Oh, but sure, it'd be lovely to have that time. I actually, I got a few bits now, got a lot of my shopping done in Dingle. Mm. The only thing, I went to Smith's in Tralee today just to get a few bits for Ted. Mm. Um, I'm very, I'm actually, this is like a Fred such a boring Christmas gift. I got him an air fryer. That's where we're at in our relationship. But he just really wanted it. Like he kept banging on about an air fryer and he couldn't get one anywhere. So yeah. I said, you know what? Because he's gotten really into the cooking. I know it's the most boring gift ever. But I said, look, I'll get him that because he has been talking about it for so long. So when he couldn't get it, I told him a couple of weeks ago, I don't need to buy anything for yourself between now and Christmas. And sure, then he went out to the car to get something. I was like, whatever you do, don't go in the boot. He, call, he comes in, huge smile on his face. Like, it was like that <laughs> come dine with me sketch all over again. And I was like, you went in the boot. He's like, I couldn't help it. Oh, but I was raging. Because, you know, when you want, like, the surprise. But anyway, so he was happy with the old air fryer, yeah. even though I know it was such a boring one. But all my other shopping I did in Dingle. So I got Ted's little... Kerry Jersey in Carvies. Now I'm writing them an email this week because I was saying in the shop they need to sponsor us. But like, look, obviously the girl on the floor has minimal input in this. Yeah. So she was she was like, I feel like you need to take this to the top. And she was right. Okay. So I'm gonna write the email this week. Um Fia's, who's now I think sold out of virtually everything she featured in the Irish Times magazine, and she's lovely, like uh, scarves and all that kind of crack got some nice soaps um some candles in the dingle candle company but i did order a few bits actually from um soap sisters and they're in leash and they oh, right. read all the soap really nice soap do you know i got a bar now somebody had sent me one i was like i must get now a couple of bars from them for christmas so i got a bar and what i love about it emma is you know when it's just a really nice like pungent soap yeah. so i had my shower and I was actually down the hall and I could smell this lovely rosemary smell. Mm. And it was my soap from the shower. Like just really, like just a lovely, nice pungent soap. You can't oh, yeah. beat a bit of soap. I love a soap. And actually, oh, Ella is always slagging me because I like I like a bar of soap. Oh, there, you can't be. And you know what? It get, I feel it gets you so much cleaner. Do you feel that? Yeah. I I do. I that's that's why I like lather. Oh, it's I just I really enjoy it. So I got a couple of bits from them now. Yeah, because I even find sometimes with the shower gel lather. I mean, I'm getting really fucking into it now, but I just find that it's just like you can get a lather, but it just fucking floats off you. The soap really gets into you. (laughs) <laughs> it's underwhelming like well this soap I will say hilariously I got another soap it wasn't a soap sisters but <laughs> I whatever the fucking soap I don't know this soap whatever it's made now I should be careful because I think somebody might have sent it to me for free but which is lovely of course but I, it's basically super clue so I was trying to get it off like the bloody soap dish in the shower 
And I ended up falling in the shower because it was just super clean. So basically, Fred came in and I was just hanging off a bar of soap on the wall. Like it was just stuck to the wall. I'm hanging off the bar of soap. I ended up slipping in the shower because I am now 37. That's what I do now. Yeah. And it and the soap is still like it just has my claw marks in it, but the soap is still so stuck on the fucking wall. I mean, that's a bit too extreme, but I do think totally agree. You can't beat soap for an owl lather. And I feel you really permeate that skin with the soap. Yeah. I just have this vision of, like, not in the same shower, but the two of us just in the shower, two little ginger gingers with the scalding hot water, just lathering. Oh, my God. I love this. Does, oh, does Shane sometimes get into your shower and says, what the fuck, why do you hate yourself so much that you're burning the skin off yourself? My shower, like, we're talking, it's like... It's magged to the laundry hot in there. Like, it's just, I don't know what sins I'm scrubbing away, but it is peak, peak temperature. Are you into scalding shower as well? Yeah, it's a, it's a ginger thing. It's like, um, it's like a self-harm kind of thing. Oh, it's definitely, there's a bit of self-harm. It's like you're just thought consciously now. trying to wash away the ginger. Come here, um, uh, I'm going to wrap it up on this note. Yeah. This is a little positive. This is a nice little nugget now to be thinking about when you're getting your bits done on Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Drink in the room before before we head out for the night in Kilkenny this, this week. It's a lot of big talk, though. You know we'll be absolutely fucked by half ten, but it'll be worth it. Oh, just, please, can we just have a drink in the room, though, please? Right, I just want to do it so bad. I know, look, it's tough talking me with my big bottle of gin, and then I was completely <laughs> ossified for the toy show. I get it, look, okay, I know my limits now, but I just want that glass of Prosecco in the room. That's all I want. You'll have it, my dear, you'll have Yay! it. Yay! Okay, mm-hmm. I've been Jeannie Jay. I've been Emma Doran. And Daddy Nanana can talk to Dr. Lewis That's a whole different story. Happy, well, should we say happy Christmas, Ems? I don't know. Will we get, what was the note from Head Stuff? Have we got time to get one in next week? Oh, God, note to self, we need to start reading emails from the network because neither of us know. Look, if we're not here next week, happy Christmas. We might be here next week. We love you guys. Oh, sure, we'll have the one from Kilkenny. Yeah, we will. Anyway, we'll be on the patron if all else fails. (laughs) Happy Christmas to all our patrons. Okay, goodbye, guys. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.